Hey guys, welcome to the Bruise Less Traveled podcast and beer club. Today was a really unique episode. For the first time ever, we spoke with a beer can artist named Justin Stewart. Considering how popular beer can art is in the craft beer industry, we really couldn't pass up an opportunity to speak with him. We're going to be drinking the Volta Hefeweizen from Pivot Brewing. And yes, he did the artwork for this amazing can. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. It's a really cool one. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bruise Less Traveled podcast and beer club. I am your craft beer loving host, Molly Lamb. We are back in Lexington, Kentucky this week. I'm so excited. And I have my fantastic August co-host and my good buddy from Brooklyn with me here, Ethan. Ethan, you want to say a quick hello? Hey, everybody. Glad to be back with you guys drinking some excellent beer from Lexington. Uh, So we've got a uh, great beer this week, but we also have a couple great inclusions. Uh, And my favorite one, and the one I'm excited about this week, is this lovely fan to cool yourself off in the Kentucky heat, uh, which we're definitely experiencing here uh, in Brooklyn. But Molly, I know you you took one of these with you when you visited Keeneland, right? I did. Yeah. I had a fan with me. I went to Keeneland. It's the, it's the, uh, horse racetrack there in Lexington. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn a little bit more about that later today. It was blazing hot. And I think it was Mm -hmm. only May. It was still springtime, but yeah, I had a fan. I felt like such a Southern debutante with it, but yeah, in the South, it is very hot. So you definitely need those. And these have custom artwork on it. Well, check that out. Yeah. That looks, oh, with the, with the Bruvana logo right there. Oh, look at that. Bruise less traveled, but we've got uh, we've got some uh, we've got some beers to drink tonight. We also have a fantastic guest. I am so excited about this one. We've got Justin Stewart. He is a local Lexington artist and designer who did a lot of can art for Pivot, the brewery that we're drinking, including the beer that we are tasting this evening. We will be drinking this beautiful, and I am excited to taste. Hope I'm sure very delicious Volta Hefeweizen. Molly, are you, are wheat beers your thing? I love a wheat beer. I like wheat because it gives the beer a little bit more body. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like a nice summer beer, but it's not so light. It's not a Pilsner, you Mm -hmm. know, it's got a little bit more body to it. And I am a fan of Pilsners, but I typically like more fuller beers Mm -hmm. most of the time. And that's one reason why I like something like a Hefeweizen, because it does have a little bit more body to it. Yeah, I also find uh, in the same way that it's got more body, it has some fun kicks of flavor. Um, You can get all those banana and clove notes. Um, One of my favorite tours I ever gave with our sister company, City Brew Tours, I had someone describe it as tasting like bubblegum. I thought it was a really lovely way to describe some of the cool flavors that can come out of a half. So very excited to try this one. Let's go ahead and crack it open now. What do you say? I mean, sounds good. I'm ready to, to check this one out. All right, let's crack open this Volta Hefeweizen. Uh, that was a beautiful, beautiful crack. And I've got my uh, uh, Bruvana glass right here that I'm all excited about. Ooh, okay. So this one has got a nice head building up on it. Um, yeah, you'll get that a lot typically with wheat beers. They mm-hmm. usually give you a little bit more foam, a little mm-hmm. bit more nucleation, head, whatever you want to call it. And it's sticking around for me, which usually is an indication. You talked about a fuller beer. It's got more protein in there. So it's going to be uh, going to be nice. Big bubbles for me, which is lovely. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Oh, my goodness. Me and Ethan have a tough job. We have to drink beer and hang out. It's the worst. Oh, my gosh. I've been meaning to speak to HR about it. 
I know. I'll be honest. I'm just, I'm, I haven't even tried it yet because I'm still getting the sniffs on. It's I go got, right in. I always I, like <laughs> go right in to taste it. Yeah. Well, so my head is, the head's gone down a lot. So I, but I was getting a really intense sense of both clove and banana. It is kind of a more bright Hefeweizen. I definitely oh, yeah. that. It's got like a little bit more of a brightness to it, almost a little bit of a slight citrus note, but mm-hmm. you get a little bit of that kind of like banana clove. You know, we really, we drink with our eyes first oh, yeah. and then our nose and then our mouth. That's kind of where it starts. I always like to look at my beer a little bit. Oh, yeah. This one, you know, it's got a nice, thick, kind of opaque color to it. It's not super clear, but it's still, you know, it, it's a great summer beer because it's still got that crispness to it. I know it's, it's so refreshing. And, and, and that body you're talking about is very, is definitely there. I can feel it. it like it feels satisfying in a, yeah. in a really nice way. It's not the kind of thing that it's like just watery kind of something that's going to run down. It like, there's a, a heft and a boldness. To, oh, it's so nice. Absolutely. Mm. And this beer is still pretty sessionable. Clocks mm. in at 5.2% ABV. Mm-hmm. So Pivot's Volta Hefeweizen is a Bavarian-style wheat beer, and it's mm-hmm. got these notes of clove and banana to it. I tasted this one when I visited Pivot back in, I think I went in May, and it's just delicious. I find this beer to be a classic Hefeweizen, and it really stays true to form. Yeast doesn't really get as much credit as it deserves in beer. We all love to talk about hops. Some of us like to talk about malt. I love <laughs> East doesn't really get as much acknowledgement when we talk about flavor and beer and really in a Hefeweizen, a lot of that kind of banana flavor you're getting from the yeast, but Mm -hmm. you get that more kind of like saturated mouthfeel. And if you're curious about mouthfeel, that is actually how a beer feels in your mouth. So it's these sort of physical attributes that a beer has. If you're wanting to kind of explore that a little bit on your next sip, take a sip and hold it in your mouth for just a moment. Let it kind of fully saturate your tongue. Let it actually kind of sit there and sort of marinate on your tongue a little bit. And you'll sort of feel how the beer actually feels in a more tactile way on your tongue. Like a, like a Pilsner will be a little bit more zippy and zingy. This one, it's got wheat as its malt. And so it's going to be a little heavier, a little fuller. So it'll, you'll feel that more full plush mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. A plush. That's such a good word for this one. Yeah. I really, I really love mouthfeel. I also love to hop in on the carbonation and how a uh, more heavily carbonated beer can feel a little bit more watery. And, you know, I think that that's doing a nice job to bring out some of that brightness and some of the heft that this like nice malt forward beer uh, could have. But I I'll be honest, as lovely as the beer is, I am getting distracted by the can art. <laughs> I cannot wait to introduce our guest in just a little bit. Yeah. I know the can art is Absolutely amazing. I'll be honest. I love can art. I'm a sucker for can art, even with wine. I love, I love art and I will take a gander at that and I will purchase it kind of a little bit more based on the art. I mean, I guess that's advertising. I guess I'm a sucker for advertising. I don't know. Ethan, do you care about can art? I I do like can. I mean, there are a lot of breweries that I go to that just have sort of a standard design that they put on everything. Um, And, you know, then I I, I will enjoy it. But a couple of my favorite breweries, uh, including one here in Brooklyn, 
Brooklyn called Strong Rope, has this epic can art that it kind of takes you on a journey as you're drinking the beer. And it's one of my favorite things to do is just kind of stare at it and enjoy that. Uh, like kind of as I'm drinking the beer and getting the flavors and the feelings and all that stuff, just kind of look at the art and, and imagine myself here. So like with this one, you know, I could imagine myself just zipping across with that sort of brightness that everybody's talking about, uh, you know, just sort of like zipping across the can in this cool kind of solar powered car situation that he's got here. Yeah. For me, I think it's, it's just really fun. And, and I've always, I'm always intrigued because can art, you know, is the kind of, I have some cans that I just thought were so lovely and beautiful that I've held on to them uh, just because they were almost decorative. And you guys also have a bonus beer. All of our beer club members got a bonus beer also from Pivot. And this is the Rapacious Wit Hard Cider. And Ooh. it's a dry hopped, it's a dry hopped cider. And our guest that we're going to introduce in just a little bit, Justin, he also did the can art for this. And that is RBG right there. Look so, at that. Yeah, I tasted this one um, when I went to go visit Pivot. It's delicious. I'm not a huge cider person, but it was really, really lovely. And so he did some really amazing can art there. And Ethan, do you want to share a few facts about Lexington? Oh, sure. I would love to while we're enjoying this beer. So the history of Lexington's name, I think, is actually kind of fascinating. So William McConnell and a small group of frontier explorers were camped at a natural spring when word came from Fort Boonesboro, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, that the first battle of the American Revolution had been fought in Lexington, Massachusetts. And in honor of that battle, the group named their site Lexington and the name stuck. Hmm. I love that. I always kind of wonder where names came from. Yeah, we all know that Kentucky is known for horses. Right. More champion thoroughbred horses are discovered at the famous Keeneland sales than anywhere else in the world. So guys, prices range from a few thousand to a few million dollars. So it's not oh. exactly a stocking stuffer. Any animal that's bigger than me, I'm afraid of it. Like I'm, you know, I'm not into horses, but me and Julie, you guys all know Julie. She was my co-host for the first month in June when we were exploring Cincinnati. Her and I went to Keeneland together. We had the most beautiful morning. We just like got mm. a coffee, walked around. We got to see the jockeys riding their horses. They were, we got there like just in time for, I guess it was their, their practice or something. And it was so fun to watch them just kind of ride around the track. There was only a few people there and it was just like this peaceful little morning. We didn't even know that they were going to be riding horses, but we got to kind of catch a little bit of that. And it was something was so sort of triumphant and peaceful about it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I uh, grew up when I grew up in the upper Midwest. And as one of the things that you would like that I did when in my summers is I went to like a horse riding summer camp kind of thing where I learned to ride them. And in addition to doing all of that, you know, you have to clean their feet and shovel things out of there. So it's, it's a full, it's a full well-rounded experience. Uh, so I have, I have a good feelings and, and a little bit of a love for horses, but, uh, but certainly, you know, some of the additional work that comes with that is less glamorous than, than I think one would expect. Feeling left out of all the beer drinking fun? 
Don't forget, you can become a Bruise Less Traveled member by signing up for our beer club at bruvana.com by the 20th of each month. When you sign up by the 20th, you'll receive the following month's beer box. You'll get six unique craft beers from the city we're exploring, plus fun city keepsakes, as well as access to our interactive weekly live stream where you can taste alongside me, my guest, and my co-host. I cannot wait to share a beer with you all. Cheers. How is everything in Brooklyn, Ethan? So Ethan and I are good friends from Brooklyn. So just FYI on the background on that. How are things? It's hot and humid. It, oh, it is. It is wildly toasty here in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I think the heat index was in the high hundreds or the high hundreds, ha, the low hundreds today, but it felt like it. Uh, I went for a quick uh, spin around the block uh, this morning at like probably, you know, 1130 and had completely sweated through my shirt and was like, well, there we go. I guess we're going to stay inside in the AC today. So, um, but it, with the heat we've had, it's actually been great beach time. So I uh, was hanging out on the Coney Island beach uh, this past week uh, a little bit, which is a place where I get like to hang out and work. And I also swung by uh, some breweries that were down there, uh, which were making excellent summertime beach beers. You know, now is the time. I know we started talking about that last week, but I was uh, enjoying a couple of nice smoky beers, a couple of really light crisp pilsners, uh, a couple of fun sours that were sort of out there. So so you're um, living my best life. Oh my god! Exactly. Amazing. I know it's summertime beers. Well, and and so you're 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 in a hotel for the moment. Are you like are you getting ready for the big move? Like what what's what's I've the status of everything? In. I'm okay. staying at the hotel until tomorrow morning just because I needed internet. My internet people are coming tomorrow morning at like eight a.m. Uh, so I just needed it for work. And I have to say the best way to move is to book a hotel for a few nights, and then it's just literally my apartment's around the corner. So I've just been going over there and like kind of unpacking some stuff. It's all completely unpacked. So everyone tuning in live right now, you're all invited to my new apartment because guess what? I have a pool. Oh, a pool. Oh, I'll I'll bring, (laughs) I'll bring some beers and I'll be right over for sure. It would be perfect. And you know what guys, while you kick back and relax, let's learn just a little bit more about pivot brewing. Mm -hmm. So pivot is actually Lexington's premier solar powered cidery and brewery. They actually made ciders first. The owner, Kevin Compton, created Pivot with his grandmother in mind. And I just love this story. His grandmother worked as a Rosie the Riveter during World War II. And her photo has always been this huge inspiration to him. And it's this amazing photo, you guys. You can actually find the photo on their website. If you just go to pivotbrewingcompany.com, you can see this photo of his grandmother that served as a huge inspiration to him. Oh, that's so cool. And he said that in the spirit of the Rosies, sort of the moxie of this underestimated group overcoming a big challenge through teamwork, that's part of the reason that he created Pivot. And I love this about them. Their goal is to apply that spirit to improve the community and the environment. So a good, cool balance there. And oftentimes they do help each other. So Pivot finished their solar panel installation in April of 2020 uh, and are looking to use that to cover all of their electric uh, electricity usage. And the people at Solar Energy Solutions were a great help in that. And what I thought was so cool is on the back of our can here, there's a little QR code that will tell us all about um solar powered energy. So after we're done today, if you want to give that a quick little scan, uh, we can get even more details about that. Without further ado, let's welcome on our guest this evening, artist and designer, Justin Stewart. Justin, how are you? Uh, Hello. Hello. 
So mm-hmm. normally, Justin, we start out asking craft beer origin story, but we're changing it up a little bit today for you. I'm curious, how long have you been doing art professionally? Um, well, I will say uh, 2005 was the first time that anyone gave me money uh, for artwork that I produced around there, spring of 2005. So it was somebody that I didn't know that just happened to uh, to like what I did. And so they're, uh, they're a professional was born. Look at that. Well, yeah, once they pay you money, then you're you're fully pro. That's so cool. You are. You're a pro. You're a pro. I've made, uh, I try to, anytime like a kid or somebody comes to the table and asks, you know, uh, how, how do you do this? Uh, I make them, or I ask them to do me a drawing and then I'll pay them for it. And I'm like, oh, congratulations, you're a professional artist now. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and do you focus mainly on beer can art? I'm curious. No, uh, I do. a lo- Most of my stuff is comics uh, and sequential art. And then also oh, wow. um, sort of like splash page, uh, just spot illustration type stuff. That's so cool. Cause like your art, I looked at your website and your Instagram thoroughly because I love art and it has this kind of like horror sci-fi hip hop, like thrash metal vibe. Where did that come from? Uh, I listened to uh, a lot of hip hop and thrash metal and watched horror movies and sci-fi movies. <laughs> Are you up. a Rob Zombie fan? No, uh, oh. no. Um, my, well, here's the thing. I was, uh, I am 43, so I was born in 77, and um, my parents just, once I reached about 10, 11, 12, they were like, all right, just as long as you're not causing trouble or or breaking stuff, just go do whatever you want, and I had, uh, I had asthma bad as a kid, so I couldn't go out a lot. I couldn't go outside, so it was just me uh, with records and the TV and comics and the radio. And so it's all of that stuff hit me at, at the, at, at just the right moment. Of, and so those, those things are sort of uh, like foundations or pillars of, of the stuff that I like to make. That's so cool. I love how the inspiration from childhood lingers within us when we're adults. I think that's amazing. I love yeah, that. absolutely. I, I, you know, monster movies, um, uh, you know, all the classic universal stuff, you know, I listened to my dad, uh, would, he was a fiend for going to yard sales and estate sales and just buying random boxes of records and tapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's where I found all kinds of music. So yeah, I would just sit and listen to music and draw and read. And what? that is, that's, uh, that's in my DNA. <laughs> what was your favorite band? growing up or musician mm. growing up i want to, probably michael jackson as as ah. weird as it is this to say now <laughs> but but at the time it's like he was the biggest thing so but in doing that like that led me to the jackson five which led me to all the other motown stuff which you know uh is is still in my still in my on my shuffle <laughs> I love it. I know. I'm always, I'm always just secretly hoping another Rob Zombie fan will come on, which is why I asked that question. You know, my my co-host well, last month, Eric, just made fun of me a lot because I love Rob Zombie. And it sounded like maybe you're a fan because metal and horror movies. But I also make right. a horror movie and I, I do like some metal. I like some kind of like industrial metal music. Mm-hmm. But. Sure. Yeah, I was I was uh, I was I was prime material for um, MTV Headbangers Ball and Yo MTV Raps. 
Like those were two staples of my media consumption. I love that. And I, so I'm curious, do you usually kind of like create the design or do you typically collaborate with the breweries? Like, do you come up with it or they sort of like give you a direction and then you go there? Yeah, they, they usually have an idea of what they want. But spe- uh, specifically with the Volta, it was because they went all solar and they wanted to, they want, they, they specifically asked for that solar powered race car just, you know, with a, with a different kind of design on it and stuff like that. And to keep uh, the color palette, that, that sort of, you know, orangey yellow, because that makes the logo pop a whole lot more. So. Well, it definitely also adds to the bright, we've been talking about the bright flavor of this beer, that bright right, color yeah. palette absolutely fits in there. I'm, I'm curious, did you get to taste any of this before you started? Did you use the flavors as inspiration or was it just more of a kind of commission design in that way? Uh, just, yeah, just the commission okay. design that way. But I, uh, because they had a lot of these at their tap house, they just mm-hmm. hadn't canned them yet. And by the time I had, because the the first gig I got with them was Bad Penny, and that was February of 2020, and mm-hmm. then everything stopped. Right, right. And so through that year, they were like, "All right, well, we can't have a whole lot of people in the tap room, so we're just going to start canning stuff." So I had never gotten a chance to actually taste the Volta until it came out. In oh, the wow. very cool. Let's take a beer break. All this talk with Justin got me thinking, what are the average costs of can art for breweries? While it can be difficult to pinpoint the cost of design versus that of production, smaller breweries say they commission artwork for their bottles and cans for as little as a thousand bucks. However, some larger breweries estimate it can cost up to $60,000 for new label graphics. And it isn't just can art that breweries need to consider. The box design and placement is so important as well. 21st Amendment was one of the first breweries to package its cans in a box. They found that perfecting the packaging presented unexpected challenges. At first, the brewery placed stories about its beers on the box ends and set the logo near the bottom of the container. However, store shells have lips and space is tight. Ultimately, the lip clipped the logo and stores displayed the short side of the box, featuring only the story and not the fantastical, more costly design. Talk about a lot of work for nothing. So as you can see, there's a lot that goes into designing can art and packaging. That's why we think Pivot and Justin are doing such an amazing job. Let's get back to the episode. Cans have been the way that we've been delivered beer so much in the last couple months uh, for lots of people. I'm curious if, uh, you know, and, and you've been designing so many uh, different cans uh, for Pivot. Um, so you've done the Volta, but you mentioned Bad Penny. Uh, Smokey the Pear was one of my favorites I saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yas Queen, Jax, and Rapacious Wit, which we saw um, and we'll be drinking a little bit later. That's the RBG one. Um, do you have a favorite and are there any particularly fun stories that have come from any of those? Well, I will, I will say that my favorite is still bad penny because it was mm-hmm. the first one and it was, it's still the one that's the most me of, of any of the other designs. Like Jax was that is referenced from someone's right. actual pet, you know, rapacious. I had to do a likeness of RBG and then, you know, the smoky, the pear one was fun because they were like, it, it's, it needs to be, 
smoky, but in a general suit behind a very angry forest. And I was like, okay, I got you. <laughs> so is that how, that's how these discussions go down, where they're just like, this yes. is what we're looking for, go. Oh, so Yes, cool. absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And they'll let me know if I'm on the right track. You know, I'll send them some sketches before I before I really commit to anything, and and they'll uh, they'll give me the thumbs up, and and we're we're off and running. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! I I, I would I, like I feel like the email con the discussions on this must be just absolutely wonderful to to reread. Um, when it's you're very, working- it's very it's very to the point. Like he's okay. like the the forest is angry, and there's a bear that's uh, the representative that's going to lay waste to everything. Like done. Like you don't. That's it. You don't have to. We don't have to say anything else. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, God. So when you're doing this, do you work primarily digitally? Do you still do things by hand? Like, what's your process like in that way? It's it's a, it's 50 50. Um, I still when I'm coming up with sketches and stuff, I'll do those digitally uh, just because okay. it's faster. Mm-hmm. But once once I, I get something that I like, I'll uh, actually put pencil to paper and then and then ink that with with uh, with a brush. And then I'll scan that into the computer and then I'll color it on my iPad or on my desktop in Photoshop. That's so cool. And then, so this one was done in that style where it was sort of a back and forth situation? Uh, well, no, uh, Volta and Jax are all digital. Hmm. Um, there are no physical pieces of art uh, that are in this design. Very cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I super dig this one. I know can art for me always tells sort of an intense story, and this one I can certainly see the the energy that's in this one, which is yeah. And I'm fun. and I'm completely on board with can art mm-hmm. and wine art, mm-hmm. um, or, or wine names or beer names. Like if it's if it says snake or cobra or laser mm-hmm. or blood, I'm I'll I'll buy whatever you're selling. I'm glad that that one uh, works for you. So it, when you're doing can art, uh, do, so in addition to can art, you do other kinds of packaging, I gather as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What. Uh, when you're differentiating between the two, sort of how does that do those processes differentiate or do they feel very similar to you? It's, it's still similar. You're still, um, you're still trying to solve the problem of communicating to people what, what the, what the client wants, what the people that are hiring you, you know, they, they want you specifically to, to evoke something for them. So it's still, it's still figuring that out on, on any front, really, whether it's a can design or a action figure packaging or a logo or, or whatever, it's still that same, you approach it from that same perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it is that sort of like delightful marketing, but take people on a journey in that way. Um, what other Absolutely. kind of things, Absolutely. what kind of other kind of things do you design? Um, well, I, uh, I'm the art director for the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention, uh, which is here in Lexington, Kentucky every year. Uh, so all of their design and signage um, is comes across my desk. Um, I'm also, I also work with a local book publisher here, Apex Book Company. Um, I've been doing their stuff for a number of years now, uh, design their logo, their masthead, uh, the way that a lot of their books are, are laid out. My, my best stuff is local. <laughs> that's great as it as it certainly should be so if you had yeah. a dr- dream thing to get a chance to design or work on like what would be the next cool big work thing for you to get to do uh like whatever i want yeah and, and you guys Any- dream client full budget uh, go big man i want i want to design a stormtrooper for star wars i love that <sighs> that's what i want that's awesome yep <laughs> 
Okay, so tell tell you have any like any plans already circulating in? in oh your man, I got one? sketchbooks. I got sketchbooks full of that full of that stuff. <laughs> What's the best can art you've ever seen? I don't know who did it, and I feel terrible about it, but it is from Three Floyd's Brewing, and it is called Laser Snake. Cool. Laser Snake. And okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, I will say Three Floyd's, as far as bottled bottle art and stuff like that, is is uh, is exactly in my wheelhouse it is it is killer i would absolutely put that on i would airbrush that on a van on a van oh my god you're yeah. so 70s my dream is to have like a <laughs> 70s like pimped out van i love that yes 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 with there's that like bubble whole, window like, in the back corner there's like a whole van art world I follow mm-hmm. a bunch of things on Instagram that are like 1970s, like vans that are all completely pimped out with really cool artwork. And Justin, yeah. I'm curious, just to kind of like get a feel of your vibe in Lexington, what would your ideal day off in Lexington be? Well, I would definitely go to the UK Arboretum. It's just like a, it's a, it's a big sort of natural preserve that's run and, and owned by the University of Kentucky. Uh, so it's where like botany students will go or, you know, other other students like that. But it is open to the public, too. So you can just walk around and it's a fun place to go and, and, and hike a little bit. And there's benches. So I'll go and when it's not hot or super duper cold to go and walk it and sketch, you know, different trees and, and whatnot. Just get some practice like that. And so I would go there and then I would probably have Thai food for lunch yeah. at Planet Thai. That's uh, my favorite spot. Then I would probably just go to a brewery and hang out for the rest of the evening. I mean, that's. I love it. That sounds like a great day. <laughs> thai food and a beer. What beer would you pair with your Thai food? Just oh, good. Well, question. I'm there. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a crazy heat guy. So my Thai food is always a level two. I don't, I don't like to get nuts. So with that, I'm a fan of lagers and pilsners. Yeah. Work with that better. Helps balance out the spice. So it doesn't cut overwhelming. Yeah. That's a great way to go. Yes. Not, not the IPAs that are just going to keep the bird going (laughs) just even more, (laughs) which, which honestly, I was going to say that's, that's my go-to with Thai food. I'm like, let's just keep this going. Let's just make this, let's, let's regret our choices tomorrow. But like the fire is on. So. Right. And you're like, you're like, why are you hitting yourself in the face with a hammer? You're like, cause it feels good when I stop. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Very true. And Justin, as we wrap up here, it is time for our rapid fire questions. Oh yeah. And the key here is to not think and just answer. Are you ready? Okay. The funny thing is I, so I change these questions every single month. So they're a little bit different for every guest. So I, or for every month, rather, I came up with these questions before <laughs> I knew we had a can artist on. First one is kind of hilarious. Here we go. Okay. Can art, fun or distracting? Fun, fun, fun. Hey, I like where you go there. Okay. So uh, give us a beer that you love to hate. PBR. Okay. I went to college in Athens, Georgia. That was like the beer of choice, but no, I, I totally get it. I, I actually, I, I, I kind of love a Pabst. I, and I call it Pabst too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I totally yeah. Well, it, 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 it does not agree with me. And uh, as a young artist, 
oftentimes that was all I could afford. So I had a very love hate relationship uh, where sometimes I knew I was like, I know what I'm getting into uh, tomorrow morning. My my bathroom will hate me, but that's (laughs) all I got money for right now. (laughs) I know. And sometimes it takes a minute to learn the lesson. I know that kind of happens with me when I feel like I can drink a lot of scotch neat, which mm, I love mm-hmm. to do. And sometimes it gets like not, you don't feel great. I do think that, that, uh, that you as a, as a connoisseur and, and as a, a person who appreciates beer, you like, you should have gone through that gauntlet, right? You should, you should know what terrible beer tastes like and does to you. Uh, so it makes yeah. you appreciate the, the really good stuff and the people who care <laughs> that much more, you know? Absolutely. It's so true. another question, what do you think the next beer craze will be, Justin? At this point, I think it's, it's completely open. Like more, I would, well, excuse me, I would probably say more ciders. I think oh. that's the next, like, I don't know. It may already be here. Uh, I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention. All right. So, um, so this is, this is the important question, of course, when you're not drinking beer, because, you know, sometimes you have to go a little further afield. What is it that you're right. drinking? It's usually coffee. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a cup in the morning, cup in the afternoon guy. Mm-hmm. So, and then between that, it's just water, uh, whether it's sparkling water or just straight out of the tap. You know. That's, so that's you get it, the, yeah. the the upper with the coffee, the downer slightly with the beer. He kind of balances each other out. Right. I like that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. But I don't. I don't like mm-hmm. coffee flavored beer. Interesting. Um, yeah, I like. I keep them separate. That makes sense. I mean, they're two completely different beverages. We tasted such a yummy coffee blonde from Listerman when we were in Cincinnati for June. It was so good. I would have not thought I would have liked that. Loved it. And I'm curious, stouts all year round or only in the winter? Uh, I don't I do not do stouts anytime. Mm. Um, so I'm okay. not a good judge. Yeah, that's not my go-to. I drink stouts all year round. I remember when I interviewed for this job, Barry, the COO, thought I was funny in my interview because I was like, yeah, it was like June and I picked up the founder's KBS stout. That was the only time he laughed in the interview. And I was like, that wasn't supposed to be funny, Barry. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I literally love stouts all year round. I was going to say, I do uh, also, uh, I'm of the mind that you should, you should have a beer that you don't mind getting that you can get at any gas station anywhere. Uh, because sometimes that's all you can get to. I know. I'm always curious, like everyone's favorite gas station well, beer. I think for me, yeah. I mean, I'm not above a Paps or, or a Miller High Life. Yeah. Justin, See, what is yours? My good High Life is champagne of beers. I'm down this, with the High Life. I'm fine with it. This is a controversial opinion. Yeah. I, I, I am. Anything light. Oh, Molly. Because uh, my go-to is Bud Light Lime. Oh. I, that used to be my joke, Ethan, like a long time ago. I was like, yeah, you know what? I like that about as much as I like a Bud Light Lime. Like, <laughs> but it makes me love you more because I love you so much, Ethan. Like, I don't care. But I, I'm fine, like, you know, with a cheap gas station beer, if that's all that's around, if I'm going to go on like a canoe or something. But yeah, I, the light beers I can't do, like Miller Light, Bud Light, like the light ones just gross me out. You know what, Justin, it has been an absolute pleasure having you. And I want to let everyone know, be sure to check out more of Justin's amazing artwork mm. at justin3000.com, as well as his Instagram page at justin3000stuart. And Justin, is there anything you want to plug before we wrap up? 
well, I would just say if you're in or around Lexington, uh, the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention is September 9th through the 12th, and I'll be there uh, just selling books and comics and prints and doing dumb little drawings for you. That's rad. I love that. That sounds super interesting. <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Thank you to my wonderful co-host, Ethan. Be sure to tune in next week as we chat with J.R. Redmond, the lead brewer at Blue Stallion Brewing Company in Lexington, and drink their Dunkel Amber Lager and their Just a Phase New England IPA. This is actually our first Dunkel-style beer that we'll be tasting on the show, and I call myself the Hazy Lady because I I love New England style IPAs so much. So I am really, really looking forward to next week. Cheers, you guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It's always a blast having a beer with you. Don't forget to sign up for the Brews Less Traveled Beer Club. And this way you'll get the beers I've been drinking delivered right to your doorstep. Plus exclusive access to our weekly live streams. You can also follow Bruvana on Instagram and me as well at Molly underscore Brews Less Traveled. I always love hearing from you guys, especially if it's a beer recommendation. So keep the messages coming. Cheers. 